Thank you for listening to my podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, please feel free to sponsor a segment. If you're listening on Spotify, you can simply go to sponsor this podcast and you will be able to sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents a month, which is highly affordable and also gratefully appreciated. If you prefer to do something one-off, then you can just simply buy me a cup of coffee. Again, details are in the show notes below each program and you can click there and pay securely via Stripe. And again, this enables me to continue providing these podcasts totally free of charge for you all here so even if you can't afford high level coaching i'm sure that every now and again you might want to sponsor me to enable this podcast to keep running for as long as possible for you thank you in advance for everything you can do to help keep me keeping these going for you and of course you can just simply help me by spreading the word about the podcast Put me on your social media, everywhere that you go, tweet about me, blog about me, whatever you'd like to do about me, as long as it's beneficial and it's polite, okay? I welcome all of that, but please just circulate the information far and wide. Our job here in the Coach Mark Manila family is to get this information into the hands of the people like you who really need this and deserve to get this at a really free price. Take care. I'll see you soon. Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Marky Manila from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. If you've been following my podcast recently, you'll notice that I'm podcasting a series about how to handle a career crisis. Uh, Many of you are losing jobs or facing redundancies, layoffs, or just reduction in your working hours, which is causing a squeeze that is forcing many of you to reconsider your positions and think about jumping ship. And that's a great idiom to use. It means getting out before the the ship completely sinks, although it's not a nice experience for you to be in that position. So these podcasts are kind of helping you to focus on what you should and shouldn't do and how you can handle and navigate this challenging, but I think quite exciting time to use it to your benefit. Today, I'm going to be chatting about how you can actually say no to a recruiter without burning your bridges with them. Now, if you burn a bridge, what does that mean? It simply means that you want to be able to still maintain the connection. You might need to go back to that recruiter in the future or at another point in time in your career, and you don't want there to be a sour relationship. A sour relationship means bad blood, which what does that mean? You hear me talking idioms and phrases so often. It simply means that you want to have a nice, friendly relationship still with them when you go back to them and say, hey, remember me? We spoke about three years ago. Right. Okay. So what can I tell you about this? All right. Uh, Remember, recruiters are simply salespeople. Sorry, recruiters, if you're listening, but let's be honest. Um, Many, many moons ago, um, probably when I was in my early 20s, I worked for an interim management recruitment company. So this was a very specific niche that, uh, that that company operated within. It was a fantastic opportunity for me to get an inside view of how it is to be on the other side um, when you are looking to recruit and find very talented, exceptional people to work in government positions. This is all from government organizations in the UK. So I worked with some very high level people, both um, actually in the recruiting company and of course placing very high level people who were well respected, uh, chief executives, um, very, uh, how should we put it, yeah, established professionals, but they were only looking to cover a period of time for an interim period. So that might be a three to six month period when a government body needed a senior management or director professional in at that organization while they recruited for the full-time position because of course government systems needed to carry on. What they needed was somebody who had the skill set to hit the ground running. 
What that means is simply get in and know exactly what this job needs from day one. They are experienced and seasoned professionals, okay? So I worked uh, for that recruitment company for quite a number of time. And I would say to you that, quite frankly, it was interesting. But ultimately, it was sales, right? Sales, sales, sales. And you're looking at those resumes and you're trying to find the best candidate to place because, of course, as a recruitment company um, knows, they get paid a very good salary from a correct and well-established placement, all right? So if a recruitment, recruiter might reach out to you, it's flattering, right? Okay, it's like, wow, I've been headhunted, okay? They found me. They may have found you from Googling, um, they may have tracked you down on social media profiles, but ultimately, okay, it can be flattering to be contacted, particularly if this has not happened to you before, okay? And they often try to chat you up, right? Like trying to act you out on a date almost and say that you're a great fit for the position you're looking to fill, all right? Now, it's flattering, but as I say, listen to what the position is. If it's really something that doesn't interest you, that's fine, but they still may be very helpful. You've gained a new connection and started a relationship that may one day have more benefit to you than this particular role they're reaching out to you for. So it's important for you to understand that. So when they reach you out to you out of the blue, this happens, this seems to happen a lot now these days on people's uh, professional profiles, okay? The first thing you want to do is ask your qualifying questions and do this so you can make a very quick decision about whether this opportunity is worth considering or not. Because you don't want to waste your time right on an interview that isn't a good fit. Um, and equally, you don't want to waste their time too. Ultimately, it's a sales situation. They're trying to sell your position and a company to you and your job is to focus on, right, is this the right fit? They will only focus on the positives of the job and the company. They'll tell you probably it's a fabulous company, all right, and it's a great opportunity. And, and I'm not being funny, recruiters. We know that this is what you need to do. You're hardly, how can I put it? Some recruiters are better than others. Let's put it like that. If you are one of those recruiters, I salute you, okay? These recruiters should ultimately tell you perhaps if there are some challenges within the company, but why it's still a good position for you to focus upon. Right? They level it and they balance it. But many recruiters clearly just want to try and get somebody placed into that role, okay? And then, of course, they can make, make their money, okay? So, well, the questions you need to ask. Why is this position available? Ask them, is the company growing? Was there a recent change of ownership, maybe? Okay, what happened to the last person doing this job? If this is not a new role, well, where's the last person? Why did they leave? Were they fired? Did they retire? Were they, you know, ill? What happened? Okay, and try to probe those answers a bit further. So if it's a case of, yeah, well, they went on sick leave, it's like, oh dear, that's, that is, you know, not nice. You just want to know what type of sick leave if you can. It's very hard because you can't get too personal. But, you know, as I've said in my other podcast, I worked with a fantastic um, sales exec working at a tech company. And many people, turns out, now go on sick leave there because of the psychological problems that are being caused from bullying within the department. So you really don't want to be going into a role and becoming candidate number 520 for any psychological trauma. Trust me, okay? So you really want to ask him and probe a bit further with those answers because those factors might influence your decision to continue that conversation or apply it, right? Then ask them why they feel you're a good fit. <laughs> so if you think about it, it's a great sales technique. Um, really, make the recruiter sell themselves on why you're a good candidate for this position, okay? 
So if they say, well, you have experience in, um, I don't know, let's say, I don't know, let's say you have experience in selling to uh, coaches, online coaches, all right? Well, that's great. Okay, that might be very true. But what happens if you hate now selling to online coaches? Then you've just steered clear of that very bad fit that they had in mind for you. So they may have a very old copy of your resume. It depends where they found you. If that particular site had an old version and you're not up to date on all of these sites, then that might have been something you were very good and interested in doing in 2018, but not now, right? So it's very important that you, you get them okay, to say exactly what they've got in mind for you and why you're a good fit. Then give them a very direct answer. All right? Once you've qualified your position here and you've known, okay, these are the answers, then just give them a straight answer, okay, right away, because you don't want to waste their time. And at the end of the day, they don't want to waste yours either. Just give them a simple, yes, I'm interested or no, thank you. Um, but ultimately, there is a better way to deal with that. So if you're interested, then clearly you'll be discussing the next steps with them, setting up interviews, etc. Um, and this response should include your expectation moving forward, as well as what your current situation is. So, of course, clearly, if you're still in a job, um, many people prefer to keep that a secret from your current employer, right? Okay, because you don't want to be like telling them you're on a job search, right? Um, so make sure to mention that up front so every recruiter will understand usually and respect and how to handle that. If they don't, they really totally shouldn't be in the recruitment business, all right? Um, ask if there's any travel required for the interview process, right? This can happen a lot, particularly if you are looking at an international position. Oftentimes, though, these are conducted via Zoom. It's only if you get to a certain stage and say interview three or four that they might fly you to the company's location. Um, but check it out. Now, when we think about it, um, if somebody wants you to travel, and they say, oh, yeah, you've got to fly and it's a long way or two. And you might just say, no, sorry, I can't do that. You know, family, this isn't going to work for me. So, again, this is good for you to understand what the requirements are because you don't want to get partway through the interview process to find that it falls there. You've wasted your time and you know, got your hopes and expectations up. Also, um, you want to ask some of these questions. If it's a sales role, you might say, is it an individual sales role or sales management position? Because um, the position titles can sometimes not be very helpful. Okay, So you've just got to be sure about what it is and ask those qualifying questions because sometimes those job titles are so vague and generic it could be anything, right? And then at the end of the day, if you're going to say no, you can say something like this. Um, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm flattered that you took the time to do so. At the moment, I'm exceptionally happy in my current role. Um, and if it's not going to be any benefit to you to take this job, you might say if it's a similar job, then you're just going to say something like, you know, I'm not interested in a sideways move like this right now. Um, I'd only really be interested to consider moving into sales management or directorship role, for example. Um, my experience and skill set, um, you know, lends themselves to leading a team or directing a department. Okay, so that's updating them as to where you now are at yourself, and they will appreciate that honesty, really, and understanding your motivations. So keep it open in that respect. All right, it doesn't matter that you're not interested in the position they've contacted you with. Look at it as a value proposition for later. What I mean by that is that it has value from being connected to, to her or him or them so that in the future there might be better opportunities. And take that time to tell them what 
future opportunities you might be interested in, and then they can come back to you, right? Okay, so never see it as a wasted opportunity. At the end of the day, we can't predict what's going to happen for you in the future, but you can prepare for it. Um, you don't know what's going to happen in your job situation, and many of us don't. From time to time, it's, it's difficult, but these days, I think it's terribly difficult for all of us. Um, the fact that many people might headhunt you and find your experience appealing is good. It's a good sign because it means that you're doing something right and you know that that's in demand. Okay, so try to focus upon that, even if it's not the right job they're offering right now. Tell them what type of thing you're looking for and then use that to cultivate that connection. Also, ask them to connect with you on your social media profiles or professional profiles to stay in touch with the hope that one day you might be able to help each other out. Say it like that, you know, thanks again for reaching out. Let's connect elsewhere. We may be able to help each other out in future. Um, I love connecting with recruiters, you could say, you know, um, and being part of part of your network. And I'm always happy to try and help you out and don't hesitate to contact me with more suitable positions in the future. So you want to offer to help them out. Um, if they're looking at you to fill their position and it's not right for you, also you could say, well, look, I might know of others who can help you and you might be a good fit, a better fit than myself. So you can say that and you might be able to, of course, help any friends who are out of work or facing layoffs. So it's a win-win, isn't it? So don't be afraid to offer that. Think about who else you know who might be a better fit for this. This creates a good relationship because the recruiter will feel like they kind of owe you one when you do that. And then when the time comes and you're looking for a new position, you have at least a strong relationship that you can leverage a bit more there. It's just the way it works. And um, also ask the recruiter to send the job description and then say, look, if I can think of anyone who fit it, I'll pass it along. Then that way you're not saying no and flat out no, you've built a connection and they will remember this. Okay. Ultimately, saying no doesn't mean forever. Okay. It often just means probably no, not right now. Okay. Unless they say no forever or you say no and don't ever contact me again, it's not forever. It's just this isn't the right time for something. Okay. Um, there is kind of a right way and a wrong way to turn something down um, as a professional okay it's better for you um, to sort of strengthen the network instead of just trying to get this recruiter off the phone honestly um, a simple no I'm not interested followed by a dial tone um, will clearly get you back to what you were in the middle of doing before they interrupted you but it does nothing for you to build a relationship and may potentially eliminate you from their future job search because it's not exactly very polite, is it? So be professional, be polite and courteous, be diplomatic and be connected with them. That is the top thing I would say here. Always remember that from your point of view, okay, it's important for you to look at it like a very good future opportunity connection. If you view all of these interruptions in your day-to-day -day life like that, you'll be less likely to get frustrated or aggravated by it see the gift potentially even in something that you might think is unwanted try to utilize it to your advantage and if you can't use it to your advantage then utilize it for somebody else you know who's struggling right now who could use this job because they will also remember that you helped them get a job or gave them an introduction to a job so you're not just building networks with recruiters you're also building networks with other people including your friends your family and even strangers online you could you know retweet it out there or whatever else you want to do with it so please consider that and if you have loved this particular podcast while we're talking about doing that if it has helped you or given you some food for thought please retweet me out there 
Okay, you can help me by doing that and help lots of other people by get the same information I've given you here so that everybody, everybody is kind of benefiting from this free podcast and this series. I absolutely am here committed to try and help as many of you as I can. And at the end of the day, it is down to you what you do with this information. But I believe if you spread it far and wide, then people will remember you too. You'll help increase your social media profile and your networking online by retweeting helpful things like this. So please feel free to use my content to recirculate, okay, and to hopefully get yourself some more connections and establish yourself as a little bit of an industry professional with these matters. Take care, stay safe, and remember, you get what you believe in, so believe in the best for yourself today. Good luck with your career changing. See you soon.